15 seconds. Guidance is internal. 12, 11, 10, 9. Ignition sequence start. 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Welcome, everybody. Premier episode of The Truth About the Law. I am Legal Man. Glad you're here. We're going to have some fun. I want to talk about Corona in a certain kind of way, in a way you probably haven't heard about. If you're not familiar with me, I, uh, I'm a lawyer. been a lawyer for about 30 years. Um, figured out pretty much everything I've been taught is a complete load of shit. And uh, I like to try to explain it to people. I like to try to find people who understand or at least have an open mind. And this corona event has been really shocking for just how exposed the people have become for just how truly stupid they are. So brainwashed. And most people, they don't even want to know. They don't want to know the truth. They just want to live in their fantasy land. And that's fine. That's cool. Um, but there are people who, who feel frustrated and they want to know. They, they feel like they're, they're crazy because nothing ever makes sense. And I'm going to explain a little bit about that corona tonight here. It's the way it's worked so far is they basically declared these states of emergency and everybody got locked down and everybody's business got destroyed. Jobs all went away. How, how the hell did that happen? What is the legal basis and, and as a lawyer, I sit around, I look at these things, and I think they're not asking any of the questions that should be asked. The people aren't getting any of the information they should be getting. Nothing's happening. It's, it's the typical scam that government runs. And so I want people to think about it in a certain way. I'm gonna, I want to talk about it in terms of imagine if there was an injunction that's basically what's happened. The state has, in effect, gotten an injunction against everybody. And when you get an injunction, okay, that's a very serious matter because it restricts people's liberty. And there's normally a very high standard. So I want to run through and show you how they haven't met any of these standards and nothing's actually happened and it's a typical scam. As soon as the federal government, as soon as Trump declared a national emergency, that's when the all-out money grab started. See, the states, in all likelihood, would never have declared emergencies if Trump hadn't. Because without that, there's no sort of faucet of federal funds pouring out. And that's what they're really all about. Sure, the emergency claims to be some imminent threat or immediate threat to... Uh, for a, 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 I think they normally have it couched in terms of mass death or destruction. Um, and of course, nobody is experiencing anything like that. So it's just an empty phrase. But once it was declared, the states jumped on board. Now, when I looked at the actual statement in Texas that the governor put out, it's all based upon some uh, totally bogus statute that runs for pages and pages and pages of just Ferengi nonsense. And, and you look at the actual order and what he claims the basis was, was things like Deborah Burke said, 
Tony Fauci said, the WHO declared, the CDC said, you know, the Texas Department of Health Safety said, just utter bullshit that would never survive as actual evidence if you're trying to get an injunction. And that's all they put down. Now, I'm analyzing it from the point of view that what they've said about this, this virus is true and that they're simply trying to follow the law. I'm not going to challenge the uh, validity of the law. That's for another time. I'm just saying if we assume what they're saying is true and that they're using this law to do it, have they even done that? No, they haven't even done that. They haven't even followed their own bullshit rules they've set up. So let's just assume you're the governor of the state of Texas and you, you're, you're in fear. You're supposedly worried that there's this imminent danger facing your entire state. Okay. All right. You declare emergency. But if you're going to lock people down and shut all these businesses, this is a massive imposition and intrusion and violation of rights and limitations and go all down the list. I might even be okay with it. Again, using their narrative construction. I might be okay with it if they shut it down like that for, say, 24 hours or maybe 48 hours at most in order to run the attorney general, fly him up to Washington and, and start taking the depositions of Burks and Fauci and fly him into Atlanta and get the CDC and, and gather the evidence. And let's start asking some legit questions, you know, swear them in. Because if this was an injunction, and they were trying to get an injunction against just one family, just one single family claiming that they were either at risk or they are putting people at risk, okay, you don't just get to say it, okay? You have to actually produce evidence, and the other side gets to challenge the evidence. Well, what evidence do they have? <laughs> They've got their lead witness, Tony Fauci. That guy is a joke. I mean, he, you can blow him up. His credibility sucks if it gets cross-examined, which it hasn't. But the reality is that guy was at the heart of the HIV scam, and he's been in government for 35 or 40 years and pretty much pushing these same kinds of scams, viral scams that are going to supposedly kill everybody forever. And he's always wrong. The guy's been wrong time and time again. And guess what? He's been wrong again this time. So you look at that and you say, okay, you could pretty much fillet the guy on his past predictions. And, and what is the actual evidence he's using? The evidence he's using right now is basically just crappy tests. All right? They've admitted the test sucks. The test is not accurate. There's massive amounts of false positive. There's massive amounts of false negatives. No one even really knows what, whether, what a positive test means. It certainly doesn't mean that you're about to die. It certainly doesn't mean that you're even symptomatic. It doesn't, they don't even know if it means you're contagious. There's all sorts of evidence about that. But, but the testimony they could give would be that they know their test is not accurate. So they've got an inaccurate test being put into a model. This model is no different than basically an Excel spreadsheet where you punch numbers in, basically Tony's model, and what ends up happening? You shoot out the other side, supposed hospitalizations and deaths and things like that. Okay, well, if the data's wrong that you put in, the outcome's going to be complete crap. And guess what? With his terrible track record, it's not persuasive that what he's claiming is going to happen. 
And so if, if you look at it in terms of an actual injunction, in an injunction, you're seeking to get relief that's not monetary. You're, you're seeking to force people to do something, the court to issue an order forcing them to take action or not take action. In this case, the action's extreme. I can't get married. I can't go on a date. I can't go shake my friend's hand. I can't have a birthday party. I can't open my business. I can't stand within six feet of somebody I don't know. All these different insane restrictions that they're trying to place on people and basically destroying my business, okay, these are very extreme requests from a court, even if for just one person. You'd have to have a lot of evidence to convince a court to issue such an order. And the reality is they don't have the evidence that would withstand court scrutiny and cross-examination to get the injunction against a single person claiming they pose a threat. They can't make a case that any one person poses a threat. None. They certainly can't. They're not even making the claim that I'm sick. So when you start thinking about, well, hold it. Yeah, they're not even actually claiming I'm sick. They're, they're claiming they're protecting me. Okay, well, I don't want to be protected like that, so they're not even entitled to an injunction like that. They have to claim that I pose a threat by walking around, but they don't have any proof of that. They have a theory that, that has no actual evidence that has anything to do with the place I live. They just have a generalized sense, and that's not sufficient. So if this was an injunction, they would have to, one, subject themselves to cross-examination, which they have not. It's two months and nobody has cross-examined Tony Fauci under oath. Nobody has taken Deborah Burke's testimony. Nobody has asked to see the binders full of data that they're supposedly relying on. No, we, there's nowhere to go as a citizen to find any of this. This is how absurd the whole thing is. In an injunction, they would also have to post a very large bond if they want to do something like that to me and destroy my business. They have to post a bond because, in addition, you have to prove that there's a likelihood you're going to succeed at trial. Well, now, two months later, it's obvious they aren't going to succeed at trial, and you'd be collecting your bond for all the damage they've caused. They're, they're demanding trillions and trillions of dollars now. Okay? And the damage, who pays the damage? In this case, the victim. The government's making the victim pay the damage. It's, it's the most insane, upside-down thing I can imagine, and the people are just accepting it. And guess what? I haven't heard one single person in media or government explain what an emergency is, what an imminent threat, what a danger is, etc., etc. Nothing. No one's asking questions. No one's demanding these people be put under oath. Nothing's happening. In the state of Texas, Almost a third of the counties never had a single case. They didn't even have a case. If that's not an abuse of power to declare that there's an imminent danger of widespread loss of life, and there isn't even a case for two months in the county, that's, that's so abusive. Someone issuing an order like that needs to go to prison. That's outrageous that somebody would think that. And not only is nothing happening, Nobody's even asking the questions. 
Nobody's asking the questions. They just funnel everybody into these ridiculous narratives and these boxes each time, talking about, well, should he and should we keep this long and how much this, and just assuming that social distancing is keeping us safe and we're safe together and alone together and all this crap. It's just slogans, just repeated slogans over and over and over again. I'm stunned at the lack of pushback and the unbelievable dearth of lawyers stepping forward to say, no, this is outrageous. Put aside the fact that they have no authority to to lock a state down. That's preposterous. But they certainly, at minimum, have to meet their own damn requirements. And they're not. There needs to be an open source investigation at all times so that new information can be added in there because there's tons and tons of doctors speaking up and saying, hold it, this doesn't even work, it's not a good idea, on and on and on. Well, that's no part of the record because there is no record. Look at this, there's no record. All we have is Tony Fauci said, and that's supposedly sufficient to lock down, what, 29 million people in this state? I'm sorry, I've just showed you it would not be sufficient to lock down one single person. See, you're supposed to have something called due process, and that means an opportunity to actually contest whatever the government's claiming should happen. Now, of course, the whole thing's a rigged deal from beginning to end because the government itself is sitting there in judgment of the government. So it's preposterous, but they're not even putting on the show of due process. They're just sweeping it away as though you can just have this emergency that just runs on indefinitely, however long they care to claim Tony Fauci says it is. And nothing about this is legitimate. Forget the fact that tons of people are running around with masks like idiots, imagining there's some kind of danger. They're welcome to run around and act like idiots. They're not welcome to force me to close my business and change my own behavior. That's not okay. That's where the problem is. And it's not similar to, well, you could get somebody sick. It's like, well, I'm not sick. Are you going to claim I am sick, getting somebody sick? Well, that's fine. Come forward with your evidence. Oh, you don't have any evidence. Exactly. Right. So that's the problem with all of this is that nobody's looking at it in the framework they need to. The serious weak point that the state has here is that there's not actually an emergency, that they have to present actual evidence that can be examined and cross-examined and challenged, and other evidence has to be brought in, and they need to make the case. And of course, they bypass all that because they can't make the case. So what they do instead is have a press conference and make statements. Well, statements, not evidence. <laughs> it's not evidence that we're in danger. Just because someone says we are, that's not evidence we're in danger, okay? It's just his opinion, okay? His opinion, we're in danger. Okay, big deal. <laughs> I, got a, I'm not, I got an opinion, we're not in danger. It's, it's, not, it's not something a court can base a decision on like this. And so, since the courts aren't involved in this because they've arranged this system where all that has to happen is the governor has to say so, that's how they're getting us all. And I can tell you right now, if, if, we, don't, if we don't actually do something about this and stand up at this point, it's over because 
believe me, the people in charge of this, they're watching this very closely. And what they see is a bunch of people who comply. And it doesn't matter how much bullshit they throw up against the wall, the people say, give us more. So I hope this has at least made it clear to you that what people need to be constantly asking is, what's the danger? What's the emergency? How is an emergency defined? What evidence is required? What is the burden of proof? What opportunity is there for the people to cross-examine the evidence, to add new evidence, etc., etc.? And I know I haven't heard anybody talking about this, and people need to talk about it. They need to understand it. They need to explain it to people. I think it makes sense to people, especially in light of an injunction, which everybody understands. They all seen newspaper articles about that. So think about it in terms of an injunction, and then maybe it'll make more sense. Now, I apologize if there's any uh, problems with the audio. I'm not an expert. There's a lot of kinks I'm going to have to work out here. And uh, that's what she said. But I'll try to improve it over time. And, you know, maybe in the future, if people want to have a a question and answer, I'd be happy to do that. Otherwise, I'm just going to talk about some topics. And we're going to uh, explore the thing. And hopefully, uh, people will enjoy it. And maybe they'll learn something. And we can all laugh at the absolute absurdity that they've been presenting to us as a reality. Anyway, don't forget to follow me on Twitter. I'm Legal Man at US Law Review. Uh, you can also go to the truthaboutthelaw.com if you really want to learn what the truth is, because the story they teach about the Constitution is just a complete load of crap. So I think that's going to do it for today. I uh, hope you've enjoyed it, and uh, everybody take care.